Human family, thank you for tuning in. I'm Keenan White, and I'll be sharing stories, dialogues, and methodologies for leading a conscious, abundant life. To me, luminous is a word that connects us to our vital life force energy and soul essence. Your bioluminosity is a barometer for health, a gauge for abundance, true prosperity, and a luminous way of life. In this podcast, I hope you find a more effortless way of tuning into the wisdom of your body, soul, and spirit. We'll explore the many faces of medicine, creativity, and self-mastery as it evolves and spans into esoteric and ancient wisdom and modern paradigm shifts in consciousness. Welcome everybody to the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. I'm Keenan White, your host. I got John Eden again. Today, we're going to be talking about the lies we tell ourselves. Hey, John, how's it going, man? Good, Keenan. How are you? I'm all right. You know, it's uh, we we were just in this little discussion around whatever we were talking about, which you know, I'll start it off with polar bears because you, mm-hmm. you get those pillows right next to your head. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a cute thing that kind of led into this idea that wow, there's been a lot of heavy energy around the globe, kind of permeating our ears and our hearts and our brains and our minds and bodies and some of that heavy energy is worth feeling into transmuting. What do we do with some of the stuff that we feel related to? And for me on a personal level, something I was just working through on on a coaching session prior to our talk today was just around this idea of overwhelm and this energy, really this energy of overwhelm of kind of a little bit of hopelessness. And, you know, I was feeling into, where that came from and it was largely from my time in university and that time in university was really studying all these global environmental issues you know was earth sustainability was the name of my core cur- curriculum and i realized for the last decade i've been walking around with all this heavy energy around hopelessness and the world's going to be over and not much you can do about it and look at all this biodiversity loss look at all these animals dying and what's happening to the waters and the chemicals in there. It's, you know, Rachel Carson's second silent spring with living downstream was the name of one of the books we read. And it's just, I mean, all about all these chemicals being dumped in our, to our, the arteries of the, the earth. And then you're like, just oh, cool. I'm graduated now. I'm just going to kind of go out from the world and figure it out. I mean, so I've just been feeling into the frustration around that, that energy, living on with me and and we're we're titling this episode well as as it is right now the lies we tell ourselves and and these lies the the tr- what are they what what are we really telling ourselves is it and how do we discern what is actually true and this feels really what's present on my heart and i'm i'm sure you have a lot to, a lot of things to to say so what what's coming up for you yeah it's a big no thanks to every <laughs> to everything that you were taught Keenan. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to wonder, I mean, I wonder about, you know, we don't need to go into conspiracy theories, you know, but I, you know, there's, there's some interesting information about certain CIA programs at play placed into universities, placed into institutional level learning and conditioning and mind control programs that have, that have actually existed some of this stuff is public record at this point. Uh, I mean, we're also just kind of break, like 
just kind of ignoring the UFO topic, the, the everything that came out with that. I mean, I don't know. It feels like, you know, it feels, I feel a little edgy today. So I feel like, yeah. you know, this idea of bringing the conversation on like what, what lies we tell ourselves personally, you know, there's, it, it reminds me of a time where I was doing a facilitator training with a plant medicine circle in a community. And I, I really thought I was going to go into facilitating that work. And I, and I decided eventually it's not exactly where I want to be. I want to be placing more of my energy in the, the world of sobriety and cultivating a lot of these things without the assistance of plant medicines. Not that I completely do vouch for them and feel that they have greatly changed my, my world view, my paradigm, my body, my, you know, the way I unify all my energies uh, so I, I, I mean, there's huge value in it, but I, I was reminded of this time where, you know, the teaching was around, it was around this idea of like the inner critic and feeling like we have these problems. Right. And, and when we start to kind of place a focus into some of the problems, it starts to be like, I mean, we can just feel so much that it's our problem. Well, this is my problem. And just one of the the doors that that the facilitator had opened for us at that time was the fact that it's really not your problem. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And we're all kind of like, well, this is all about taking ownership of your own shit. So how is it not my problem, right? I mean, we want to take these, I'm here to claim what's mine and I'm not going to ignore the the shadow. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to face the the dragon and we're going to transmute this shit. We're going to, we're going to transform. And then she's like, well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like this laughing moment. And then she goes into this perpetual dialogue and teaching around the, the, the systemic control and the cultural issues that are at play that, that are designed for people to take on, you know, and this, and this is from the, the context of her lens was more like, yeah, I mean, there's huge propaganda programs such as D.A.R.E. that existed, which basically put all in all of our minds how terrible drugs are. And if you go and you smoke marijuana or you have cannabis or you, whatever you're going to be doing, like you, you know, you your brain is going to look like a fried egg in a pan, you know? And so then you go and do it and you find out, wow, this is this is, doesn't feel like my eggs in, in a pan, you know, it feels pretty good. It feels, feels actually liberating. It feels like I'm actually in my body. It feels like maybe I'm a little bit more tuned into my feelings and I'm thinking differently and I'm beginning to question what I'm being told. And yeah, I, I guess I just, I feel like maybe, maybe the next direction, I'm sure you, you have a take on where we need to go from here, but I'm feeling into this piece of like, what, what are we really claiming for ourselves? You know, that the, the the idea of sovereignty is such a big like theme. And so where does sovereignty come in? And are we, are we taking too much responsibility for things that are really not even ours? And how do we, how do we unify into more of a collective coherence to where we actually, we don't ignore what's going on either. Cause some of those issues with the stuff being poured into our water systems, I mean, that's real. And there's some, there's a lot of, well, it's, it's a, it's a half truth. I, you know, it's, it's true. And then, and then there's the energy of, of how we relate to that. Yes. Okay. Said a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess I needed to. <laughs> so like 16 topics, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the now. Um, so for me, this is, this is about ignorance. Ignorance is, is a wonderful thing when used appropriately. Denial, a wonderful thing when used appropriately. So if we look at the, if we live, if we look at the 3D dualistic world that we're all very aware of, and we're all supporting through the way that we speak and through the way that we interact, and we acknowledge that, what happens is we become aware of the lies we are telling ourselves, and we become aware of the lies we are believing. Yeah, agreed. And a lie just simply means to hide, means hidden. Another form of the word, entomology of the word lies to tear, to divide. Nice. nice. Yeah. So uh, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to do what I can to contain what I have to say today and say it as. diplomatically as I can. But this topic is a potent one because self-honesty is the greatest gift I have given myself. The evil I see in the world is the lie I'm telling myself. If, if I see you, Keenan, as evil, I'm lying to myself. If I see your shadow as a threat to me, I'm lying to myself. Nice. If I tried to beat you up with my shadow, you would laugh. If we were like standing in the sun and I'm like, my shadow's going to get you. And I start swinging my arms from my shadow to hit you. You'd be like, this guy's a fool. We have yeah. all so brilliantly allowed a portion of the collective to feed us lies so thoroughly that, that there are people out there that literally cannot discern the truth. Yeah. A new kind of normalcy that is not really normal, but it's like a slow creep in to what we, what we, feel it's like kind of being introduced to something and then slowly becoming more comfortable to it to it even though it's a little uncomfortable you're like oh well i can kind of lean in a little bit and then as you keep leaning in all of a sudden you're comfortable without even realizing that's kind of where you don't realize what's happened psychologically you only need to hear something three times before your mind believes it unless you're conscious unless you're actively responding no no thank you yeah if you're sitting in front of your tv like this and there's commercials on your program you're, you're you're being lied to and you're accepting those lies and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. then you wonder why you're in the stupor we wonder why we're in the stupor we wonder why we can't tell our ass from a hole in the ground it's because we're lying to ourselves and here's the fundamental <laughs> fuel of lies we're waiting for change out here 
Yeah, which which does get a little perpetuated in the movie scene too, where where there's this kind of worship of the hero. Some savior is going to come in and save the day. And I love Marvel and I love all these movies. It's so fun to to feel into this heroic archetype. And it's worthwhile to be aware that it's not really real. You know, there's like we are the heroes. We are the we are the Jedi. We are like, you know, there's not the one coming. It's it's the one in each of us. Right. And who told you there was something wrong with anything? Because whoever told you that is the one who's responsible for the virus called fear that you're running in your system. And if you get old enough and smart enough and wise enough, you're going to get, you're going to integrate that virus by getting honest about what it feels like to believe that there's something wrong with anything. And therefore something to fear. Right. That does not mean because I'm innocent and I am loved and lovable and loving, that means I can be honest with you about what I'm experiencing when you talk to me. So I don't have to deny when I don't like what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to deny when I fundamentally do not agree with you in any way, shape, or form. But the moment I attack you or try to belittle you or make it about you, I'm lying. I'm hiding the truth from myself, which is I don't like this because I feel fear. Right. How do you know something isn't true? Because you'll be afraid of it. Right. So when you tell someone I love you and they're like, I'm afraid of that, what 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 they're struggling with is what they believe love is and what they believe love does. Right. It's their definition of what what love is. So when I feel fear, I'm being confronted with a lie that I've been telling myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so fear is inviting me to recognize the lie that is the obstacle to the presence of love in this moment beautiful thanks for slowing it down here it feels good and do i have the courage to admit my lie to myself i feel afraid right which is where vulnerability comes in as an act of courage. Yes. And a choice to ask for a miracle, to ask for the grace of God, is to say, God, I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm going to tell you the truth that I do feel it. And I would like it to change. Yeah, there's such honesty in that. And I think, I mean, what I'm getting right now is that this is part of the discernment because to me, truth is a resonant field. You know, you can you can spit whatever you want out of your mouth and it's like words flapping into the wind, <laughs> you know? But what what's the undertone, you know? The words don't really matter. 
you know, it's more, it's more what the feeling is. And I think, I think that's where we can find some of that internal compass. And it's the same thing. I mean, I'm saying the same thing you're saying, you know, in just a different way. It's what is here is that I feel this way. And therefore the truth is just what I feel. There's, there's really a, there's anything you, you may perceive into that feeling and then make up as a story about what is real is really just a fabrication, you know, cause there, there's an infinite amount of perspectives and each one of them is valid. If, if it's valid, right. Well, right. Depending. I'll value it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's valid from our, from our own individual perspectives. It's not that we're right or wrong. Yep. It's and this is where things get, get tricky and, and fun and playful too. Well, it's as tricky as my sense of self. So sense of self. So, <laughs> so the more that I am willing to be honest and say, Hey, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'd like. What, what, how, how can the ego that you, you're, you're showing the ego that it gets to sit back and receive. Yeah. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say something a little radical. The feminine aspect of us is the ego to me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm taking that woman. Woman represents different. to me ego. And, and if you're listening to this and you think that that means that ego is bad, you're, that's not what I mean. Form is ego. Yeah, I, I can get with that. I really, I really feel the truth of that one. Not bad. And, and, and it's, it's, it's so weird that we treat the, we, we, spiritual people talk about the ego like it's real. And then it's a real threat. And they're literally creating, they're literally lying to themselves and then creating a reasonable threat to persuade you to fear as well so that you can belong to their little group. Now, I know all, all right. this because I've done it, Keenan. Me too. I'm not telling you guys anything I don't, I haven't done. Yeah. And it's because I've done it and I know it doesn't work that now I can tell you. Yeah. But keep doing it me telling you isn't going to get you to stop doing it. What I hope you find in this is the inspiration to be honest with yourself about what you're really doing to yourself moment to moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's it. It's, yeah. It's nice. It's a nice, I'm kind of feeling the beauty around that idea, the feminine being the ego. Cause it, Cause I was, I was reflecting on this too. I mean, the mind really is the body and it just, it just is, it's just, and there's, there's different ways of defining mind. You know, I, I really believe that, but I, I feel like in this sense, I'm, I'm referring to mind as the ego. So, I mean, the ego structure, if we're, if we're ever going to go into any process around looking at a pattern, looking at a behavior, looking at what's really going on, the body just has the, it has the answers. And, 
usually there's ego stories all wrapped up in there. So what's the difference? I mean, isn't it the same? And so I'm I'm just yeah. feeling this piece around, yeah, my my own sense of ego as as wow, well, I've seen it before collapsing a little bit because it it feels abstract. It's kind of like when we th- when we talk about ego ego, we've we've made it abstract. Yeah. And this gives it a little more tangibility, which I really like. Yeah. So if we take it and we create it, we play with it and we go, okay, the feminine aspect is ego. The male aspect is og. So the masculine aspect, I would say the ego is, is the, the subtleties of duality. The feminine subtleties, I'm going to call it feminine because I'm going to call it a create a form and create creation. To me, form is feminine to me. Yeah. Do you include energy in that as well? Energy to me is neutral. Ah, nice. Nice. I like that distinction too. Yeah. You spent some time with this. Is the primal <laughs> aspect of the ego. It's the will. Hmm. I will create in my image. Mm-hmm. So the masculine arises in its will, the feminine receives it, and and because it receives it, now for now an image takes place and is now filled with God. One fundamental energy can now be manipulated to take on form and mirror back to the formless something for it to play with. Right. Called child. The yeah. merging of the masculine and feminine. Form and formlessness. Mind and body. Yeah. Will and emotion. Perfect balance. Perfect harmony. Perfect interchange. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the truth and there's nothing you and i can do about it except deny it for a little while the truth already won love already won the separation already ended and some of us are choosing now to remember that in this moment and some of us are still going not yet <laughs> Yeah, nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for bringing that to the to the table here. Yeah, it feels so. There's it feels very valuable. There's no lie I've ever told myself that's done anything. Mm-hmm. So this is what allows me to safely, securely, beautifully look at my lies and go, "Look, I've done nothing." I'm not going to share my lies with people that are afraid of them. That's what an idiot would do. A fool would go, I've lied to you. No, I've lied to myself. I'm cleaning that up in here. The proof that it's changed is I don't lie to you anymore because I don't have anything to hide. So I'm not trying to protect you from being afraid of me. And if you're afraid of me, then you're lying to yourself. (laughs) And I'm going to yeah. let you have that. Yeah, there's a nice sense of resilience 
that I'm feeling in those words. So would you like to be in relationship with me? Yes. Tell me where you've been lying to yourself. Because if you're on this planet, you've been lying to yourself. If you're here, you have been lying to yourself. Yeah, it's not a matter of if, if it's if, it's a matter of how or where. I don't care if you're Sad Guru. I don't care if you're Tony fucking Robbins. I don't care who you are. If you're on this planet, you have been up until now lying to yourself. Yeah. And if we are going to collectively ascend, which we are, then a good majority of us are going to stop lying to ourselves and we're going to get together and we're going to get honest and the entire collective is going to ascend whether they fucking like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> we're ending victimization by denying there are victims. Now that doesn't mean when someone comes to me and says, I've had a hard time. I've had three friends die in the last three weeks. I have cried for each one because I remember that there are things I wanted to tell them that I did not tell them. I cried over my lies that I didn't clean up with them. Yeah. And that, that in therein lies the <laughs> intensification of grief. Yes. Or, or not. <laughs> The greater the lie between me and the person who died, the greater the sense of grief and or anger. Yeah. Yeah. This feeds right into John Martini's work in that sense where he has this really beautiful grief collapse process where you really, you really just look at how you perceive them and look at where you've been lying um, about what was really true. Because in, in the places you're lying, usually you're held in fear, you're held in, in a sense of victim. Yep. And you basically just look to really what was true. Yep. It's like it's, the I Ching says, you know, or, or the Tao Te Ching in verse 17. You know, when shitty rulers rule, the people are afraid. When good leaders rule, the people are content. When the best leaders rule, the people go, look what we did. We're leading by becoming, embodying the truth that is always true. And we are actively in the third dimension, denying anything that says otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I really love this. It feels, it, it feels edgy and radical, but it feels <laughs> also like if I'm saying that that's more of my new age spiritual self, you know, who's, who thinks that there's always something new here, but the same, the same energies have been at play for, however been long this has been going on for. It's just a matter of, in some ways, remembering, like you're saying, this truth. <laughs> and I remember the truth. And we talked about this last time. Forgive, forget, remember, recognize. I forgive because I see the blessing of releasing you from my lie. When I say Keenan hurt me, that hurts me. I'm saying I am hurt because Keenan hurt me, but I'm hurt because I'm saying I'm hurt. 
I'm telling my system, hey, system, be hurt. My system goes, okay. And, and then the system goes, why are we hurt again? And you go, because of Keenan. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, every time we see Keenan feel hurt, the body goes, all right. <laughs> uh, it's such, such a good way to break it, man. Yeah, yeah, because we need this. We need this humor. We need this approach to to viewing these things that it's not so heavy. I mean, it's kind of fucking hilarious if we just think about it. Like, what's really going on in these lies that we tell our, that we tell ourselves? I mean, this is why this is another reason why I'm not so concerned about all the lies either. Because it's sure. I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of the play. I mean, if we were just arrived at truth and we just all remembered that, that probably wouldn't be maybe as fun, <clears throat> you know, I mean, maybe it would be, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not going to take I'm the not most sensual <laughs> thing know, but... in the universe. The truth is so absolute that it could sit back for a billion years and just be like this and just wait for you to open up to it. Yeah. I almost take that back. I mean, cause I feel like what I just spoke of was in some ways what, what I, have believed to think thank you you know and and maybe that's part of of, of the the lore or the, the lure into the trap right that since we've been through all these hardships and whatever else is going on that that then it has to mean something so you know i've got to hold on to this to to not let it go because it happened but then in that very gripping and that very attaching we can't move into what's available to us and at, at every moment in, in this kind of, you know, beautiful, neutral, unifying space where if, if there isn't the lie, then what? I don't know if we've begun as humanity to really answer that, that question more fully in, in, as a collective. Because you can't, you, know, you can't answer, you, you can't answer what, because when you're relaxed, Keenan, when you're relaxed, okay, let, let's let's imagine this morning I called you. I go, Keenan, I won the lottery. I won that billion dollar lottery. I'm giving you half. And you just totally relax. What what needs to happen? What what a great epiphany do you need? You don't. When you're relaxed, you know exactly what it is you'd like to do moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And you can only relax when you are not running a lie. Yeah. If you're not relaxed, it's because you're running a lie or, or an enthusiasm, right? Joy, enthusiasm, you know, these, these quote unquote positive emotions, these natural emotions that are natural to us when we're not interfering with our nature. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's what I mean is that we haven't begun to answer it. And I don't mean that necessarily with our minds, but, you know, we haven't begun to live into the relaxation. Well, you know, we, we, we oh. maybe at certain times and phases and eons or whatever, but within this time, it's very, it's very not. I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I guess I hear I am trying to make all these lies. Yeah, you're but, saying it exactly. How do you see what you're decreeing? Do you see yeah. how you're perceiving something is missing? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. me too. Like, but to catch <laughs> it and go, look what I'm telling myself. I'm telling myself it's missing. And then what does my system tell me? It's missing. I feel yeah. missing in my nervous system. Yeah. All so right. What, and then I'm the also opposite. generalizing as well. I'm yeah. saying we as collective, exactly. which is another projection that's putting that on humanity versus being like, wait a minute, I, yeah. I am just saying that I have not been living into that. <laughs> Up until now, let's say it like Up this. Up until now. Because Keenan, you know, you get to be Holy. accountable for what you say because you're telling your subconscious what to create for you. So I'm playing pickleball today and this guy comes over and he goes, you know, people should wear goggles because you can knock your eye out and all these starts. To, and I look at him and I go, no, thanks. He's unconsciously attempting to program me to be afraid of a pickleball. All I say to him is no, thanks. I'm not participating in your fear. I'm not going to resist you. I'm not, I just looked and went, no, thanks. So when we catch ourselves spreading fear, we can clean it up real quickly because there's no guilt. I only feel guilty because I'm denying my lies. Right. So when I go, oh, I feel guilty, it's go, okay, what lie am I been telling myself that no longer feels good to tell myself? Because lies are really fun at first because you actually think you got away with something. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt really that, that way in the beginning in the podcast. I'm like, wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah I just fucking right? said all that. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but then when someone conscious comes into your life and goes, no, that's when you go, oh, shit, this doesn't work on them. And that's God incarnate. When you meet someone who doesn't buy into your lies, that's God incarnate. That's a Christ looking at you going, mm -mm. no, thanks. Christ doesn't flog you. He doesn't tell you you're wrong. He doesn't tell you to bow down. He doesn't call down fire. And he just goes, no, thanks. Yeah, because he's not, he's not calling you into some lie. Yeah. He's not resisting your lie because to resist an illusion is to give it life force. Then it becomes a thought form. And now you're dealing with that. Right. And that thought form can stay alive as for as long as it is fed and it will look for food. Yeah. And so everyone you meet has thought forms they're trying to get rid of. Most everyone you meet. When someone comes into my life with a thought form and they try and get rid of it on me, you know what I do? Say, thank you very much. I received that life force. You are now coming home. And the thought form may scream, it may yell, or it may just go, thank you very much. And now that energy is now mine. Well, what it's do you mean? Are you, are you saying, so break that down a little bit more. Well, so many times you'll have people come to you, like that guy at the pickleball. He's coming. He has fear. Yeah. He's He is used to having relationships in which fear is the basis for the relationship with small windows of love. I used to be a part of an organization, and when people would want to come back 
I was always shocked. I'd be like, do you remember what happened here? Do you remember how hard this was? You know why they came back? Because they got enough love that they believed they would get more love if they just kept denying what they were denying while they were here, which was how fucked up our environment was. Right. And when I, when I came into the realization of how I was participating with something so fucked up, because what I'm doing is telling everyone lies are truth and the truth is a lie. And I reward them when they lie to me and I bless them when they deny the truth. Wow. That's a mind fuck. And I ain't doing fucking anything for them or myself. And when I catch that and go, I'm literally like a caveman hitting his head against a wall and there's blood and brains and I'm getting stupider and stupider by the minute. And I think it's somebody else's fault. Right. That's Oof. why the fool is the top of the arcana or arcana, whatever you call it. It's the fool. Yeah. He creates the whole hierarchy. Yeah. It's the fool that gets you out. And it, it ends in the fool. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, but it's a the very different fool, fool. Becomes wise because he laughs at himself. Yeah. And he uses his lies as stand up comedian material <laughs> look at joe rogan look at these great comedians dave Chappelle. they tell us the truth about our lies and we all fucking laugh right comedians and prostitutes have kept us from nuclear war <laughs> hookers strippers beautiful women who love their bodies and are willing to share them for a price and comedians, in my opinion, have saved us from nuclear war. Well, I get the comedian one. If there's anything else you want to add to that, maybe, maybe do so. But so what about the prostitute? I think the prostitute, the stripper, the, the, the tantrika is the bravest person on the planet. When I went to a strip club, I met God because I saw women willing to get up and share their body with me in the most beautiful way and say, if you'd like to touch this, here's how much it costs, or you'd like me to rub it on you, here's how much. And I went, this is church, this is the church. Right. <laughs> Equal exchange. Hmm. She is blessing me with something I love. The female form i fucking love the female form i don't ever have to try to love it i'm not ever like hmm i love it yeah yeah i appreciate the male form i appreciate right. it you know hey a that's different. a great looking dude like you can great looking guy like just beautiful man i look at well you done. i appreciate the form yeah you know appreciate it i don't want to make love to you i don't want to touch you and <laughs> and when i'm on it right think about the assault on on sexuality that we most of us have experienced Ooh, yeah yeah think about how tainted that energy the lie that that energy we have been told is it's the purest thing there is in the third dimension 
a wet, open pussy and a hard cock is the purity of God in the third dimension. <laughs> Agreed. And when the mind of that delicious, wet, pink pussy invites that delicious, hard, curved cock to enter it and enjoy it, you are God and goddess of the third dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all can feel that, feel the truth of that. And and it's beautiful. So what do you how do you how do you break down the element of like what prostitution has been in, in our minds as you know what I mean? Because it because it's it all tied up into all this stuff. It's tied up into the money, it's tied into selling yourself, it's tied right. into the pornography industry as right. well, which I mean, there's all kinds of, what's your take on the pornography industry then? It's, in the, terms it's of that? genius, genius. It makes more money. There's more money in that than anything else. It's it's kind of true, huh? I mean, I, I've And they keep that a secret. That, they keep it, they're geniuses. All the geniuses of the world are in porn. It's, the technology is way ahead of everyone else. The amount of money in porn is mind-blowing. And if you're going to watch porn, pay for it. You won't feel guilty. Pay for it. Oh, that's interesting. You're only going to feel guilty to when you're taking it. Yeah, when you're when you're not more paying of the problem for it, could be that. Yeah. Pay for it. Yeah, because it's like you're. I could see that element of it. You're sneaky. Right? Yeah. You're right. lying to yourself. You're lying. The you're denying the value you're placing in it. Yes, Keenan. Yes. Yeah. So prostitution in the past had to go underground because of Christianity and Constantine. We collectively decided to create a patriarchy. Right. So we created a patriarchy and we've all been sucking the dick of the patriarchy for 2000 fucking years. Whoop-de-doo. I've had enough patriarchy dick. Me too. I'm done with Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm done with Donald Trump. I'm done with every pompous ass out there who believes he knows what's best for us. You don't have a fucking clue. Just get up there and be honest about what it is you'd like to support America realizing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, yes, yes, yeah. I don't hate the patriarchy. It's been wonderful. It's like hating Gandalf. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it, because it's not, yeah, it's not the problem. It's no. just, that it, it's just the, the quality of the patriarchy, the it's imbalance. Like your grandpa. You know, there, there's, there's stupid shit my grandpa did. He, he was, there was ignorance, obvious ignorance, but that does not taint the brilliant man that he is. Mm -hmm. And when I stop lying to myself, I forget about his ignorance and all I remember is his genius. Mm. Nice. And we could use a little bit more of that as well in terms of a lot of the men of the world. I mean, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a, uh, how do you, I mean, in terms of resisting the presidents, cause this, this is a discussion I've even had with my dad, you know, and feeling like there's an element there of, 
the news taking over a little bit and there's an element of <laughs> it's so funny isn't it hey hey this is interesting to just look into how the news plays up on this idea of placing resistance everywhere <laughs> you know and like if you're gonna watch it how can you not get caught into the world of all, all the lies and the resistance resisting the resistance that resists what other what other resistance is over here yes i suppose that's just it i mean it's well, there's, there's an element a, of not resisting anymore. Right. Ignoring. De now you denial. Feeling. Right. Deny it. So I, I don't care about Joe Biden. I don't care about Donald Trump. I don't give them any attention. If we stopped giving it attention. Yeah. It would collapse. Right. <laughs> if everyone just went and loved their families and started growing their own food and started taking care of the, yeah. the village and the tribe they live in, this whole, all this bullshit would stop. Yeah. It's just like the attic. You stop putting the fucking needle in your arm, not because it's bad, but because you, you, you realize what it is you really want. You want to ignore what you believe has done. You want to feel free from what you believe has happened to you and what you believe you've done. And you just need to turn away and let go. Yeah. Forgive. Definitely. Yeah. Go do Iboga. You know, go if you're a heroin addict, go do Iboga. Go have the experience of being totally forgiven that because that's what the plants are going to show you. Plant medicine is just showing you how clear and enlightened and beautiful you are. And that it doesn't remain because you haven't yet cleared that in your Akash. So they're showing you your Akash is safely. When you're sober, go do the work until people come into your presence and they get high because you've literally become your ancestors you've literally become the plant medicine not that something happened but you remembered that you're one with the mushroom you're one with ayahuasca you're one with all of it it's all in you mm -hmm. and you don't need to lie anymore about your desire to know how beautiful and lovable and delicious and sexual and oh you are Uh, so good yes thank you for sharing all this feels feels really good to to hear i'm glad keenan it's thank the, you for letting side me. Of, yeah it's the side of you that i just love so much this this uh this willingness to share the things many are not and just to share from my direct experience, the reason I can talk to you like this, Keenan, is because I have wrestled with the devil inside me. And I have pinned him to the ground, twisted his arm and said, tell me the fucking truth. And he said, I am you. You created me. I am the monster that you created to torment you. Have you had enough? Yes. And he turns into a fucking archangel and hugs me. Says, "You well done. You passed your own fucking test. <laughs> Created me to scare the shit out of you. So the devil inside of you is the pieces of you that have accumulated into a snowball form of the devil and become a, a monster 
and the, the fabric and the threads and the fibers of the being of this monster are the lies and the fear. Yep. And not until you turn and face him and say, bring it, bring, bring hell, bring hell yeah. and all of its fury to me little by little. I'm not asking to be overwhelmed. I'm not asking to fix it all in one day. I would like to relax here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little I'll by little, day this. by day, I choose to forgive myself for accusing myself of being anything other than loved. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the, the, the age of the coach, of the guru, it's over already. It's over. Yeah, it kind of feels like that, yeah. I tell people, get out of the coaching business. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, I've been, I've been feeling it personally too, to be yeah, honest. I mean, like, it, it's just boring. It doesn't feel like, yeah, like we need to be doing this as much. I mean, it, and there's, there is an element of perpetuating the story, you know, that's part of it that that's it's frustrating to be, to be in. It's and there's a bad. lot of people that do need help. I mean, there's, that's yes. the element that, that keeps me there. You know, I, I, I do enjoy offering guidance and, and, and especially when it's, when we can break free of those narratives and stories that are, you know, just, yeah. Keeping us from the real focus of what we all really want to focus on, which is what do we really want here? Yeah. When are I we think... done doing the work and when are we done lying to ourselves? Yes. Doing all this fucking shadow trauma hunting and, and then being able to just focus on what's truly valuable. Yes. And the coach, most coaches are bound to the psychosis of their clients. The best coach is one that does not, that, that coaches their client in it be, where the service becomes obsolete in itself. If my client shows up on a call for me and starts bitching, they're going to get spanked. <laughs> if they start whining and moaning about anybody, they're going to get spanked. You are here to tell me what you're creating what you're turned on by and what you're realizing you're creating that's getting in your way. This is your confessional for you to have a, a person who's willing to unconditionally love you, unconditionally respect you, unconditionally honor you, and simply be a mirror that says, tell me the fucking truth, set yourself free, motherfucker. <laughs> and if you don't do that, I'm going to give you your money back and tell you to go fuck off. Go do some mushrooms, go do your ayahuasca. Because that's a much better, that, that is a much better it entity is a much than better. most humans. Yeah. I mean, cause then otherwise you're just all wrapped up into the energy of getting into this, you know, whatever else is there and then resisting that. And then you're pulled into it and you can't really serve other people as well. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I would agree with that. I so haven't, I haven't necessarily taken on such a strategy, but I'm going to be considering this in the future. I mean, it's, it, I have, I've had clients for years and I resent them, but the, the only reason I've done work with them is because they paid me well and I enjoyed the money and I enjoyed the flexibility, but I'm, I'm a fuck, I'm a, I'm the fucking prostitute who's not honest. Go to a strip club and practice hanging out with the girls and you can tell immediately the ones that are that like are relaxed and really there and the ones who are in it for the money right you can feel oh, it oh yeah yeah just yeah, like women can that. feel a dude when he's creepy ladies it goes for you too right 
It's very clear right away. Yeah. I've had, you I know, think this is the age we're moving into too, yes. energetically where we just, we can't hide anything. So what, why are we, if you are hiding something, then what, what's really behind that? You know, is it necessary? You know, and, and if it is in some ways, maybe, maybe take a second guess about your answer about it because you can't, you can't really hide shit. So you're, you're whatever, whatever you're hiding, you're just, you're going to be putting in into plain as day on your face yep. and, and with your And energy. you're going to attract other liars and other hiders. And then you're going to project on each other and play out your drama and end yeah. up killing each other or dying of some horrible disease. <laughs> and then you'll start all over again. <laughs> so, well, yeah. How's, how soon do you want that to be? I guess. Exactly. When are you done with the karma wheel? The moment you choose to forget. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah, forgiveness. Moment, it's, it's I remember essential. the moment I chose to forgive. It it ruined me. The moment I made that courageous leap, it that was the end of my dream of separation. And now time and space have honored my body and mind to ease my body mind back into that direct knowledge. Mm. Mm. And I'm still here because I'm still easing myself into it. Yeah. And and the slower I go and the more gentle I am, it's like an orgy twenty four seven. Yeah, this is a this is what I've been kind of talking about. Yeah. You know, everything just turns into an orgasmic quality. I mean, to some degree, we get back to our, our natural state of contentment, pleasure, bliss satisfaction you know and that's the whole point the yogis speak of is you know the sattvic quality which is really i just connect right into satisfaction just yes. it's and not one way or the other it's not it's just right in that union yep. neutrality of satisfaction exactly and when i come into any relationship from need i'm lying needy is creepy Vision is beautiful. When I come in, when I think, oh, I need to have sex so I'll feel better, I'm I'm lying to myself. Versus when I look at my partner and I go, my God, would I enjoy making love to you right now? I would take my sweet time and I would ensure that you would never forget this day for the rest of your life. Now, whether she says yes or no, I'm already in an orgasm. <laughs> And maybe my 3D body is going to get to experience it, and maybe it, it isn't right now. But that's okay. I'm already there. So good. Yeah, you don't need anything. Yeah. And it's such a turnoff, ladies. Give me an amen, ladies. Needy men are so fucking a turnoff. But the paradox is a lot of needy men have a lot of money. Right. Because they know how to exploit the needs of others. So yeah. then these women get in this paradox where... They're not really turned on by their man, but he pays all the bills. And this right. is what we have for that right there. Mm -hmm. Because because a Christ can have money come and money go, but a Christ will always meet you from vision. And he will say, you are a beloved Christess, and I wish to pillage thy beauty with my strength. If thy will let me, my beloved one. And the moment she smiles and says, yes, woo, Christ comes again. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so important to to just be enjoying uh yeah, the the energy around this. I, I yeah, I feel the stifled energy around the way that it's all been going these last few thousand years and where it's led us to and and but the cool thing is I feel like there's this we're in this precipice of liberation, you know? It feels who knows? I mean, so many things may end up becoming obsolete. They are. It's already happened, Keenan. Just, you know, stay with me and for people in the audience. I am free. I am whole. I am innocent. I am free. Now, as you remain in that, feel that I am whole. I am innocent. I am free. To be able to even say that, you have to already know it. There's plenty of people out there that could not even say that. They're so, their mind is so hypnotized by the lie, they would laugh at you if, if you asked them to say that. Right. So if you just say that, if you just hold that in and you feel, I am whole, I am innocent, I am free, and then you relax, you will watch this day and this moment show you that that's already here. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I see it in Thank you. Thank you for that. I, all, yeah. You are an enlightened being. You are my beloved Christ in whom I am pleased. You are the Father God, Mother God of spirit in form right now, looking at me, nodding its head and going, yes, I am. <laughs> and now you're smiling. And in yeah. your body is bearing witness to the truth. Your smile is bearing witness to the truth. The rainbow in the sky is bearing witness to the truth. When a person smiles at you, they are bearing witness to the truth that they have been seen by God. Right. And now, Keenan, you and I get to relax and enjoy sharing the good news that all is well from here on out. Nice. Yes. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.